first appointed to the bench by Ronald Reagan, that the outcome of the abortion ruling was dictated by a Supreme Court decision on a nearly identical law, and that conservative judge Samuel A. Alito Jr. concurred in Barry's judgment, albeit not in the legal reasoning stated in her opinion. But anti-abortion groups have been after her for years about the opinion. In 2004, Seton Hall University, for example, apologized for giving her its 12th annual Sandra Day O'Connor Medal of Honor after complaints from anti-abortion activists. Ramesh Panuru singled her out in his 2013 book The Party of Death for her creative pro-choice epistemologian. Trump, exhibiting his own ignorance of the workings of the judiciary, botched his defense of his sister. She's a brilliant judge, he said during the Houston debate last month. He's, Cruz, been criticizing. He's been criticizing my sister for signing a certain bill. You know who else signed that bill? Justice Samuel Alito, a very conservative member of the Supreme Court, with my sister, signed that bill. So I think that maybe we should get a little bit of an apology from Ted. What do you think? But Cruz's portrayal of Barry as an extremist and liberal, coupled with critiques by other conservative commentators, has also stirred the anger of a number of lawyers familiar with her work on the Third Circuit, most notably a lawyer, Matthew Stiegler who also authors a blog, The CA3, which reports on the goings-on of that court. Judge Barry is moderate conservative Republican centrist, Stiegler said in an email. She is widely respected and thoroughly mainstream, he wrote on his blog, describing Cruz's accusation as an effort to smear her. His characterization of Barry, who is now a senior judge, is supported by, among other things, a law review study that attempted to rank appeals court judges ideologically, and that placed her in the middle of the spectrum. Politically, that makes sense. Barry, who was the first woman assistant U.S. attorney in her office, was appointed to the U.S. District Court by President Reagan in 1983. She conceded later that her brother helped her get the appointment, according to the New York Times. According to a person involved in the effort to appoint Ms. Barry, who discussed the clandestine strategy on the condition of anonymity, Mr. Trump had his lawyer, Roy M. Cohn, a politically connected former counsel to Senator Joseph R. McCarthy, lobby Edwin Meese III, then a senior White House aide, to put his sister on the bench. I'm no different than any other brother that loves his sister, Mr. Trump said when asked about Mr. Cohn's pressure on the Reagan administration. My sister got the appointment totally on her own merit. Ms. Barry herself has given her brother some of the credit for her appointment. There's no question Donald helped me get on the bench. She was quoted as saying in Gwenda Blair's The Trumps, three generations that built an empire. I was good, but not that good. But the Times also noted that her name had been given to Republican Thomas Keene, then the governor of Jersey, who had been asked by the Reagan administration for a recommendation. They wanted a woman, and they asked me if I had a good woman, Mr. Keene said. He surveyed a sounding board of former New Jersey Supreme Court justices and legal counselors, and, he recalled, every one of them recommended the same name, Marianne Barry. Only as she was about to be appointed did he find out that she was the sister of Mr. Trump, who, Mr. Keene said, never made a call recommending his sister. Clinton appointed her to the appeals court in 1999, and she was confirmed by a voice vote in the Republican-controlled Senate with no dissenters. While on the district court, she would catch the attention of Chief Justice William H. Rehnquist, who appointed her as chair of the Criminal Law Committee of the Judicial Conference of the United States, a position she held until 1996, which just happens to be the year that Rehnquist chose as a clerk a young Harvard Law School graduate named Ted Cruz. It's not known if their paths, cruises and berries, ever crossed in the ensuing two decades, but they have now. The case in question was Planned Parenthood of Central New Jersey versus Farmer, a challenge to New Jersey's partial birth abortion ban enacted in 1997.
A U.S. district judge enjoyed its enforcement, declaring, among other things, that in not defining with any certainty what it was banning, partial birth abortion is a political term, not a medical term. Those subject to the penalties of the act cannot, with any certainty, determine what conduct is prohibited. As a result, they may steer far wider of the unlawful zone, effectively resulting in a much broader ban and an undue burden on the right to abortion protected by the Supreme Court. Law also lacked an exception for the health of the woman seeking the abortion. When the case got to the appeals court, Barry, Alito, and Judge Leonard Garth heard the case. As they were preparing their opinion, the Supreme Court was taking up a similarly worded partial birth abortion law from Nebraska. And by the time the appeals court opinion was written, by Barry, the high court had weighed in, ruling in Steinberg v. Carhartt, that the statute was unconstitutional, first, because it lacked any exception for the preservation of the health of the mother, and second, because, by its vagueness, it imposes an undue burden on a woman's ability to choose abortion itself, not just so-called partial birth.